Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Um, this is going to be a special edition episode uh, where we're going to talk about Pet Cemetery, <laughs> the movie Pet Cemetery, the re remake that just came out, which we just saw. And for that, I have brought with me my very own wife, Nancy. Hello. Hello. Now, first of all, let me give you a spoiler warning. Warning, warning, warning. This is your spoiler warning. We are going to fully discuss this movie. There will most likely be major spoilers. You have been warned. Warning, warning, warning. So, with that being said, let's let's give a little background on where we're coming from from this movie. I have never seen the original Pet Cemetery. I have never read the books. Now, you, on the other hand, have seen and enjoyed the original Pet Cemetery. I like the book better. And you have read the book. <laughs> yes. But, but you did enjoy the original movie? If you compare it to the book, the original movie followed the book a little closer than this one did. Right, right. But it was 80s horror, so it wasn't really scary. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, it didn't follow the book to a T, but it was closer than this movie. Right, right. Um, now this, this, so this is where, this is where I'm going to be interested to get your thoughts on things, having that you have seen them and seen both movies and read the book. And I have only seen this movie. I will say, as we discussed on the ride home, I did enjoy this movie other than the jump scares. There were like five, <laughs> five or six of them. Derek hates jump scares. I hate jump scares. And every time he jumps, I giggle. <laughs> I didn't really jump in this one. I don't much, think huh? so. They were kind of obvious which is kind of why i hate jump scares it's usually just like it goes quiet and then it's really loud all of a sudden that's what drives me nuts the most well for those that you don't know me and my background i like horror movies ish i don't like slasher movies but i like horror movies i like paranormal stuff i watch paranormal shows all the time i go to haunted places i'm really into that kind of thing which is the complete opposite of derek this is true but that's okay so I'm kind of hard on horror movies because they tend to follow the same pattern all the time. So for me to come out of a horror movie saying I liked it, 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 I don't scare very easy. So people say, oh, is it scary? And I usually say no because I'm not scared. (laughs) But then people will go see it and they're scared. So that's a a difficult question for me. to. But I can say if I liked it or not, if it entertained me or not. Um, So that's kind of my, I really enjoy ghosts and paranormal and if it's a haunted place i just i have to go in real life and that kind of thing so okay so what did you think overall of this one i liked it i liked the acting it i mean i know it's an adaptation of his book it's not the book so obviously in stephen king's book books are pretty big i mean and there are a lot he stephen king writes with a lot of detail so there's no way you could get all of that in there um but you know what's interesting is I read an article or something, and I follow Stephen King online and Twitter. I'm a Stephen King fan again, or mm-hmm. fan. He actually said, out of all the movie adaptations of any of his books, this was the best one. Interesting, right? So if the author of the book, yeah, really like because it is an adaptation, so it's the gist of the movie, and it's the same in parts, and then it's very, very different in parts. Derek's, I, I was trying to hold back reactions a couple times that were so opposite of what happened in the book. 
And I would just kind of like throw up my hands and whisper, what? And he's like, shut up, save it for the podcast. So like. <laughs> now I know, I know like the main thing is mm-hmm. the little girl is the one who dies in this one. And originally. It's the two-year-old boy. In the book and the first movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And by the way, the little girl, Jete Lawrence. Is that right? Jete Lawrence? French. French, obviously. She was amazing. She was really good. She was freaky. She was so creepy. And at one point, I said to Derek, I can't look at her eyes. Because, like, her <laughs> eyes were seriously pointing in two different directions. And <laughs> I know, you know, contact, CGI, whatever. But holy smoke, she was super creepy. Yeah. I wondered why they changed it. when Because I, when I saw the previews, I'm like, oh the little boy doesn't die, they kill the little girl. And I was wondering why, and I had some theories, and I think I think it makes sense. It's hard to direct a two-year-old. Mm. In the original book and in the original movie, the little boy dies, and he's two. He doesn't have a giant vocabulary. Right. So this girl, it kind of threw me at first because she was literally having a conversation with her dad and her mom and people – and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, but because that didn't happen in the book. But then I remember, well, in the book, it was the boy was two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He would say mama and he would say, you know, little words, but right, he right. wasn't having any conversation. So that kind of threw me a little bit. But I found it interesting. Can I talk about the two people behind us? Sure. Why not? So, the, so the, there were two women sitting behind us in the theater. And I always get a kick out of horror movies and people's reactions. and. Um, the two women behind us, I'm pretty sure they have no idea what Pet Cemetery was about. Never heard of it. Never seen it, even though it's a remake and it's been out for like 30 years. They, the reaction they had when the little girl died, which everybody knew she dies. That's the whole thing. Right. The cat dies. He buries it. It comes back to life. Then the little girl dies. He gets the idea. I'll just bury the little girl and my, my daughter and she'll come back to life. When she died, their reaction was pure horror and shock (laughs) and it actually i started giggling and then i felt really bad because i was giggling because a little girl just died but i was actually giggling at the people behind me and i know it's horrifying and i think one of the reasons that pet cemetery is horrifying to a lot of people and it has two of the things that people hate the most death of animals and death of children and that's like the two hardest things you know to deal with so Mm -hmm. that's why it's kind of it's hard to stomach. And I know Stephen King had said that he wasn't going to release it because when he wrote it, he was so disturbed by it that he like put it in a drawer and his wife is the one that told him that she, he needed to release it. Well, he had a contract with some publishing company and he needed one more book to get out of the contract. Mm. And he had that book written and he's like, and she's like, just release it. It's a good book. I know it's disturbing. It's a good book, release it. And then you'll get out of the contract. So he released it. And it just became this big hit, but it disturbed him. I can see why it it is it is really disturbing. The whole concept of it is pretty disturbing. Not just 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 alone. If you take the bringing you know bringing people back from the dead, especially children. Yes, but it's then you the add children, children part. Yeah. It's the children part. Then you it's add not- a, you add you add a father you know who's distraught because his child died. So he wants, even though he knows. Deep in his heart, he knows it's not. Well, it kind of is his fault. So if you look into the book is, a little yeah. bit more, the whole thing about Pet Cemetery is it's supposed to be like a cursed 
burial ground. And it's not actually in the pet cemetery. It's the area behind the pet cemetery. Right. And it's like a cursed Indian burial ground, demon, whatever. So you bury something or someone and, um, you know, they come back, but they're not the same. Um, As our cats making noise. (laughs) He buried their cat church and brought it back. And the theory is in the book, it's his fault because it's kind of like a demon. It's not a zombie. It's more like a demon possessing right, it. Right. So the cat in the book, the cat is the reason that everything's happening. They brought the cat back. So the cat kind of killed the kid because he did that. And then yeah. the wife. And then, you know what I mean? Like you almost right. bring, you almost bring like a curse on yourself. Right. So by bringing the cat back, for those of you that don't know the story, the little girl, um, cat got run over by a truck and he didn't want to break it to his daughter and his neighbor, the old, the old main man played by John Lithgow in this version. Yes. And nobody had a main accent, which is weird. Um, but he showed him this place because he liked the little girl and didn't want to break her heart. And, and the cat, uh, came back, but was kind of had some vengeance. It wasn't the same cat. Before it was a loving cat that liked to be petted. And then it was just hissing and scratching and killing things in the yard. And, Mm. you know, just, it was just evil. It brought back a bird that wasn't quite dead. And in the book, it brings back a whole bunch of stuff. It brings back a whole bunch of stuff. But one of, I'm glad they kept this line because this line is in the book and the line was in the original movie. And the line was in this movie. One of the best lines I think Stephen King ever wrote was, um, sometimes dead is better. And I'm so glad they kept that line in the book because it's such a great line. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's almost like a selfish thing to want something. You didn't have enough time with it to want it back. Mm. It's almost like you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. Right. And what are you bringing back kind of thing? So mm-hmm. um, then there was another line in the movie. and I don't know if it was in the book or not. I can't remember. But I remember reading, what do you call the... <sighs> The beginning of the book when they the author is just kind of writing about his book when you read whatever that is. I was reading that oh, when I read yeah. Pet Cemetery, and Stephen King had said that the uh, premise or where he got the inspiration for it was they moved to Maine and he got a teaching job at a college teaching literature, and they had moved into this farmhouse. Him and his wife and his children were little at the time, and it was very rural like that. And there was a main road, and there was like an industrial park or something down the street and 18 wheelers used to fly down the road and it used to scare the crap out of them. And one day his daughter had a cat and the cat got hit by a truck and they didn't bury it and come back. But like they, he had to explain to his, his daughter was obviously upset, very, very upset. And they kind of had to explain, you know, as you do with kids like death and this and that. And, what you think it is, which they struggle with in the movie. Where do you go? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is there not? Are you like, what happens? And he said that he found his daughter who's very strong, willed little girl in the barn saying, because I guess they kind of put it to her like, um, um, God, which a lot of people explain death to children as, well, God was missing an angel or God (laughs) needed a cat or God needed, you know what I mean? Kind of like just to kind of cushion the blow because they just don't understand. So sure. 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 And she, can I swear? Sure. Uh, I won't, I won't swear, but he said that his daughter was in the barn and he went in and she was yelling and screaming. And she said to, she was yelling out, 
to him, why did God take my cat? Why couldn't he get his own cat? Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, in real life? In real life. Oh, okay. And they put that line, kind of, sort of, they had the dad say it about, you know, why did, why did God take my, why couldn't he get his own little girl or something like that? Oh, and right, that was actually right. from Stephen King. Cause Stephen King was like, wow, go girl. Like she could see like how strong his yeah, daughter was right, like yeah. almost fighting the norm. Like, I don't want to say like, screw you God, but like, just kind of like, right. no, this is my cat and he should have got his own. So that was, and then there was one time his son was little and started running towards the street and a truck was coming uh. and Stephen King stopped him. Obviously he didn't get by hit by a truck he was fine but that got him started thinking what if what if what if he did get hit by a car what if how do you deal with that and that was the inspiration from what he wrote of where the story of pet cemetery came so it's a little bit most writers take a little bit of something that's based off of their own life and gives them inspiration and that's where he got that so they used a couple of his lines which i really did enjoy it's interesting now i have a couple of questions a couple of things that that interested me about it that I hope that you can hopefully um, comment on. Uh, my first question was the mother, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Is that whole thing about her sister in, in every, the, the other, the previous version, the book, any other movie? Yes, but not to this extent. So she had a lot of guilt about her sister having, it was like spina bifida or whatever, mm-hmm. the curvature of the spine, and she was sick and, her sister wasn't was going through a lot of pain and she wasn't nice to her and her parents were really wackadoodle in the book. They you only saw them for ten seconds in this at the funeral. Mm. Um, but they left a ten year old girl to care for her sister. Right. And she was afraid of her because she was deformed and she was mean and she was like as and she kind of wished in her head that she would die. So she that's a lot of responsibility to put on a ten year old. Right. And she kind of wished like she wasn't there. And then in her, this is in the book. In her care, one day her parents went out and they left her in charge of her sister. I want to say, I think she choked when she was eating and oh, okay. she didn't know what to do and she ended up dying. So she always had this guilt and it always kind of haunted her. So they definitely changed that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she choked in the book. And- I think, I, I want to say she choked in the book. It wasn't the way that they said in the movie. She All didn't right. fall down a dumb waiter. That yeah. was a little ridiculous. <laughs> Oops. Well, she falls down the demo. No, that's fine. We already <laughs> said spoiler <Okay>. warning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of made sense to me in a way. But And then you don't really see the sister until the end in the movie and in the book. She really appears because it's kind of like the shape-shifting thing. Right, right. So it kind of appeared. So so that is a thing? Okay. That is so like when, she, well, he in the book, but when... The girl is killing, and I don't know if I'm jumping all over the place and this is confusing, it's, but worry, it's fine. The, when the girl is killing uh, the old man, and then she appears as his wife, and that happened in the book. She was much more graphic in the book. Oh, really? Like, when she appeared as a wife, um, it's like, it's think of it as a, like a demon talking to you, mm-hmm. so that he's just trying to screw, you, screw with you, and it was so filthy. more... Like exorcist level kind of things, or uh, n- 
No, it was her voice, but she, I don't want to repeat what she said because it's horrifying. But like, <laughs> she would say, you know, oh, I, I'll say some stuff that's not too bad. But she would say, oh, I was a whore and I was sleeping with your friends. And then she would get into uh, graphics on okay. where she, how, what positions that she liked to do with his friends. It's <laughs> like, and he was like, and he's laying on the floor and he's like dying and he's listening to this. You know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. Stephen King is very graphic, whether it comes to if he's writing sex scenes or horror scenes or what. He's very descriptive and sometimes maybe goes over a line once in yeah, a while. Right, yeah, right, um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's a book, so he can do whatever he wants. There's one thing about that whole scene that I got to give them credit for. And that was when he when John Lithgow went up and he was looking for the girl and he went into the bedroom and he saw the picture on the floor, and they kept showing, like, from under the bed, his feet and stuff. Now, I knew, I don't know how I knew, I don't, but I knew that at some point he gets his... That's in the book, his, like, Achilles tendon cut. Yeah, he gets that cut. So he can't run. I knew about that, so I, I obviously heard about that at some point. But, to their credit, instead of doing the typical under-the-bed scene, you're sitting there waiting, and then he kicks the bed out of the way, and there's nothing there, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then. It does happen, but later it on. It made you think that it was going to happen because they showed his ankles. They showed his bare ankles because his right. pajama pants were like a little bit far up. Right, and, and he's wearing slippers. I want to, and I'm trying to remember, I think in the first movie they did have him hiding out of the bed. So mm, maybe that was I a fake so. out. I think, yeah. Maybe that was a fake but out. But yeah, so I give him credit for that at least. So that was cool that they do that, you know, that, that typical, what you thought was coming. It kind of give you a little misdirect. So that was cool. And there was a, a pretty good jump scare. Uh, I go by other people's reaction again, but there was a, a scene again, and I don't think there is such a thing as a good jump scare, but that's just me <laughs> but personally. There was a scene where it was jumpy. It was, it was unexpected. Um, and people jumped and then it was quiet for about a second. And then I heard the entire theater start giggling, oh, yeah. which to me means that was pretty good. That means it got like 90% of the people in there. Yeah. That was the dumb waiter one. Oh, right, 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 right. People weren't expecting that. That, oh, I was going to say, so that, that whole thing added a little bit of a creep factor mm-hmm. because because she kept the white uh, Rachel there kept hearing the noise yeah up she, on the roof of what she it's, kept saying she felt like her sister was in the walls yeah. because in the movie they made her die in a dumbwaiter right and that was nothing in the book mm-hmm. like that she was never haunted by it. she had nightmares of it just I think that was just more guilt mm-hmm. and that's how you learned her sister's story and right she would. You know, that's she has a problem with death and she had a problem in the book when Gage dies, she had a problem at the funeral and even going to the funeral and she just had the whole mm. death thing was hard. And at first you didn't know why in the book. And eventually she tells the story of mm. her sister and how she felt guilt for it and blah blah blah. And did did do you know where Stephen King got that idea from? I have no idea. That I don't know. But yeah, so it added some moments where she would you know, she thought she heard she heard Walking on the walking, roof in the attic. And not not just walking, because it was like dragging. Cause of that. Right. Because her sister couldn't walk. She had right. a spine. I think it was spina bifida. Some sort of spinal some, yeah, disease that, spine, that she was all. She was mangled. She was all twisted up. And, yeah. So she couldn't really walk. Yeah. But that was interesting. Um, the other thing that I was wondering about is the, uh, the, the, the kid who died, the guy who died that kept reappearing. Pascal. That's who that was? His last name is Pascal. Oh, 
We always called him Pascal. The kid that died in the car accident? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His first name, I want to say it was something like Daniel. They called him Pascal in the book, yeah. and then the, they just used it. So that was in the book? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep. So Pascal, uh, at the beginning, so um, the father's a doctor, and they moved to Maine to get a quieter life. He was like in Boston as like an ER doctor or whatnot, and they right. moved to Maine, and he's like a college campus kind of doctor. And this young man, which was probably the most graphic scene in the yeah there was there was a lot of blood in that um he comes in he was in a car accident half his brain was coming out yeah which because they showed him on this brain had a pulse did you see that did you know that? that oh yeah they showed him his, the, <laughs> the uninjured side of his face and then he turned his head and it was all mangled yeah and, and that was pretty much to the book stephen king described like half of his brain coming out and whatever oh really really so he dies uh, through the trauma and this doctor's trying to save him you know the, the dad who's the doctor is trying to save him and he can't his injuries are just too much and he appears to him um after he's dead which he kind of freaks him out a little bit but he doesn't really believe in afterlife at this point and so he just kind of plays it off freaks him out but like right. how do you know his name then he appears to him and this is the same in the book he is trying to help him he felt just in the movie, he tried to save his life. So he was trying to help him. And he was trying to tell him in the very first scene oh, when he came oh, at night, why. when he appeared to him, what he thought was a dream. Right. Um, and he said that, what did he say? That barrier should not be broken. The, right, yeah. the, the dirt is sour. sour. And he was trying to tell him, don't go over is that there. in the book? The dirt, yes. The ground I, is sour? I, I want to say, yeah. Mm. I'm not 100% sure. But- he was trying to tell them, don't go over there. Don't, 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 don't. And he did it anyway. Mm. And then in the book, he kind of, so in the book, the gauge, the two-year-old dies and the little girl is alive and he appears to her. So she's almost like a clairvoyant. So in the movie, he appears to gauge and he's kind of warning him. So when they're at their mom's house and he appears and he's freaking out and that's why they got to come home. The little girl, they're at the mom and dad's house, and she's the one freaking out, like, I need to get home, I need to get mm. home, something's really like, and so that's why, it was like he was trying to freak them out to get them home. Oh, okay. So yes, he was in the- See, because that, that I was a little confused by that, because I had thought at first that he he was just, like, in the doctor's, like, the doctor was hallucinating him, mm -hmm. and then when he appeared at in front of the little boy, I, I was like, why is he- so, so it was supposed to be a ghost, like he was like an apparition or okay. a ghost, and All he right, was that, trying to warn this family because right. he felt he tried to save his life the best he could, and he wanted to repay it, and he saw bad things happening, Okay. although everybody ignored everything that he was trying to tell them. They did it anyway. That's, yeah. But that's he's a good, he was a good presence for them. That makes more sense now. I was a little confused about that, yeah. the way they, did he have more, did they explain more of him, or- like, cause I didn't get the whole, he was trying to save because the doctor tried to save him or whatever. I didn't get all that. Well, he did say that in the movie. Did he? Mm -hmm. He said, at one point he said, you tried to help me. Now I'm trying to help you or something like that. Oh, right, 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 right. So they yeah. just touched on it again. In the book, they have examples of other people that were buried there that came back, like from like the war. Right. In Vietnam, that somebody, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's, I mean, it, it, the book's so much more detail. And, right, you right, know, right. the old man, actually, his wife was alive when this happened. And um, she ends up dying. Like, uh. this one, he's already a widow. She's already dead. So, they kind of cut her 
out of the mix completely. So, again, keep in mind, I've never seen the original movie. I've never read the book. So some of these questions might seem odd. But So was, did, he, did he bury his wife there? No. Okay. No. Because it almost seemed like that's what they were Not in the book he to, didn't. But... Not in the book he didn't. Okay. No. She, in the book, she was alive, and they were their neighbors, and she was like everybody's grandma, baked cookies, and brought them over, and everybody loved her, and whatever, and she, but she was ill. I think she had, I must say, like, diabetes or something like that, and then she mm. ended up having a stroke, and she died of natural causes, right. um, and he tried to help her a little bit as much as he could, and then, but he buried her normally not mm. in the so she never came back like she just in this one they made it when he when the little girl was going to kill him and some of the things he, she was saying it seemed to me like that was implied but maybe maybe, maybe they were not. implying it maybe i don't know but that's why <laughs> that's why i was wondering so that makes a little more sense so let's talk about the ending Ugh. again we gave a spoiler warning so <laughs> So I so, okay. Go ahead. Not only did they change the story from the little boy to the girl, which I think was actually a good change, but I mean, I didn't see again. They I gave didn't... it more lines. Yeah, I it think... made it a little bit more interesting, like a creepy girl like she talking was, trash yeah, to her mom. Really, yes, you know what I mean. Really like, creepy, <laughs> it's creepy. Kind of weird. But anyway, not only did they change that, but they fundamentally changed the ending. You said fundamentally, cha they changed every single thing about that ending. At one point. I literally threw up my arms. I was just like, what? I don't need, I, it's gone off the rails. It's complete. Although I don't hate the ending that they did. It's just really, really different. Mm -hmm. It's really, really different. So right. how in the book it ends is, so I can go through the book and then I can go through the first movie, which is a little bit different, but closer to the book. And then this one. Go for so it. in the book, pretty much everybody dies except for the dad and uh, the, um, the little girl. They're, they're, but what happens is, so Gage goes crazy and he kills the old man across the street. And then the mom walks in and because he has, he kills with a scalpel because his dad's a um, surgeon, Sur right. a, a doctor. So he had access. So he went into the medical thing and got the scalpel. Which that was the same. They that kept was that. the same. And then the book and then he kills that. And then, you know, he turns into like when the, so the mom is like freaking out and then he kind of attacks her and then when she goes to kill him it's weird because they do this in the in the movie too they kind of like he's like mommy like he goes from like the demon like crazy little boy trying to stab you to like don't hurt me like it's like and right, that's right. what i think like a, a demon would do like to kind of screw with you a little bit like you're really gonna kill your baby even though your baby's really already dead right, right. um and then the dad comes in the little boy kills the mom the dad comes in, kills a little boy. I'm just summarizing really fast. And then, and then he, so you got the dead neighbor and you got the dead uh, little wait, boy. Right, wait, wait, all right. Wait. So the little boy kills the mother. And the neighbor. And the neighbor. And, and the dad, dad comes in, kills the cat, because the cat's always at the scene. Right. By the way, my cat would be awesome in this movie. But the cat, he kills the cat. He goes in. He sees everybody's dead. He sees his wife's dead. He kills his son again. Right, right. Right. To end this whole thing. Right. Sets the house on fire. Evidence. Right. But, but he takes his wife out before he sets the house on fire hmm. and he brings her to the cemetery. Oh, interesting. And he buries her. Huh. 
And in the book, it comes out, he's sitting at the table and he's rationalizing in his head because he's really, at this point in the book, he kind of goes crazy. He lost his son. He buried his son. He brought him back. Then his wife, he, his wife died, get killed by the son. Like he's just, he's a lot of his mind now. I imagine he's, that would mess with your head. Yeah. He's, he's completely out of his mind <clears throat> and he's desperate. So he went and he buried his wife and how it ends in the book, which I really love this ending is he's sitting at the table and you hear the door open and he hears footsteps and his wife puts his, her hand on his shoulder and he, I can't remember if he says something like welcome home or something. And that's how the book ends. So you don't know, is she going to kill him? Is she not? Is she gone crazy? Is it like, that's how the, he just left it up to you to decide how this is going to end. Right. The second, the first movie, same thing, except when the wife comes back, they start like making out, which is super gross. Cause she's like, <laughs> she's all bloody and muddy and all this stuff. And they kind of like do the, this big passionate kiss and this and that. And then the camera pants to outside the house and you just hear him screaming out of his mind. So in the movie, they're implying she kills him. Okay. Right. So right. that's how, so, but it's a little closer to the book than this was in this God bless it. Um, <laughs> so she goes and kills the neighbor, which is right. And then goes back home Kills the mom. In in an interesting exchange there. I enjoyed that exchange. Yeah. Because she, 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 there was one point where she told, she said to her father, Oh, mommy doesn't want me here. Then she said, It's okay though. I don't want her here either. So that was interesting. The, well, in Pet Cemetery, the person that buries the animal or human. Right kind of owns that human. Right. So like, got that. Yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. she was more attached to her dad. Right. So she kills the mom. But then she, when she was killing the mother. And she did it nice and slow. Yeah. She stabbed her, her a couple of times. And then she, she was, she was taunting her while she had the scalpel. Like Think of the snottiest, and- most obnoxious teenage girl you can think of. That's <laughs> what was coming out of this girl's mouth. But then she was she was talking about the mother's sister and mm-hmm. everything. And yeah. that's the whole demon thing, the right. whole possession thing. Like, they're going to say something to you that's just going to mess with you. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's... So the she kills her mom. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, the dad's going to come in. And kill the little girl because that's how it is. And even though it's in different places that happened in the book and it was, that was off, but I figured they'd stick to the general story. Right. Nope. The next scene (laughs) that the dad comes in and the wife says to him, do not bet. She knows she's dying at this point. She's like, don't bury me in that place saying like, I don't want to come back. Don't you dare. Before that though, don't forget the mother took the little boy and threw him out the window. Well, not threw him out the window. She literally <laughs> dropped him out the window. She, to the father's arm. But she dropped him out the window. To, yeah, but the father was there to catch 18 him. months old. There you go, kid. But, but he <laughs> caught the kid. Yeah, the kid's fine. <laughs> and he put the kid in the car and locked the doors and said, don't open the door for anybody. Right, by, and saying that to a two-year-old means nothing. nothing but, yeah. okay. but anyway. So anyway, so the dad comes in and sees her. And um, I figured, you know, now he's going to kill the little girl, which happens in them to end this madness. Right. And the little girl goes, she, he like, they start fighting and he attacks it because they have super strength. It's like, it's right, that right. it's not a normal 10 year old. Like right. it's, 
you know, even the cat, like it's not a normal, like it has this power. Right. Because you could think, well, possessed by a demon. Right, right, right. Or something like that. So it's, you know, it's not like a normal nine year old where you could, you know, a a grown man could probably fight off a nine year old little girl. Um, But anyway, there was a fight. And then the next scene, this is where I throw up my hands, is the little girl dragging her mom. Wait, did she knock? Did she knock the father out or something? I don't know. If she, I think she did. Yeah. They got into a fight. She got away. Yeah. At some point. And she was dragging the mom up the hill right. to the pet cemetery. Right. Oh, and I'm like, okay, this has just gone off the rails now. So the little girl. Which would be it. Who's already hall. like a demon. Yeah. Is carrying her mother to, or dragging. She wasn't carrying. She was right. dragging she was her. Dragging. Who was dead to bury her. And I'm like, okay, this is completely gone. Haywire here. I don't even know where it's what's happening now. I don't even know where they're going with this. And then the dad shows up as she's burying, or she buried her, and the dad shows up and starts fighting with the daughter, and the daughter's trying to kill him, and there's like this wrestling match fight, knife to the throat kind of thing. He was choking her out, too. He he choked her. He was almost choking her out. Um, And then... But I noticed, too, when he was... He had her on the ground, and he was choking her, and she was fighting. Mm -hmm. They can't... They made it look kind of, uh, I'm not sure how to, but it looked more like it was the demon. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. Because he started like going really fast and you could tell it, it's not the girl. It's, it's whatever it is. It's using that thing, whatever you buried, the whole thing is whatever you buried, whatever's there. I think in the book it was, remember, because they showed that demon thing and they thought it was like a folk. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like a demon thing that was by like Native Americans and they had put it there and blah, blah, blah. And it they thought it was folklore, but not really. So it was like- Was a- that in the book? The Wendigo? Yes. Now, um, I and anybody else who might be a comic f- might be familiar with the Wendigo because there is a Marvel character that is a Wendigo. Um, so I kind of have a, a little knowledge of the Wendigo, but that was in the book. To say 100% sure it was called the Wendigo, I'm not sure there was something, right, that, right. but it probably, I don't see them changing that name. Yeah. But there was something like that. Right, so it, right. it's they just take that. They use the dead person or cat or dog or whatever you bury up there as a vessel. Right. So they can go and just wreak havoc on on whatever it is. Um, but anyway, getting back to the ending. So they're fighting and he's almost choking her out. And then all of a sudden, a big giant stake goes right through his back up to his chest. Which I totally saw coming. Which shocked the entire theater. Except for me. <laughs> and, well, I think it shocked the theater. Well, it because didn't. Because it was so different from. It was so different. Because you, you were, in, as you said, you're in completely new territory now. I have no idea what's happening. Right. Because I don't know where they're going with it. So right. it, it didn't shock me, but I was just like, are you kidding? Like, I was just kind of like, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Because so if people have, other than the people sitting behind me that have no clue on the story at all. But if you, I'm assuming at least half the theater has seen, read, or at least knowledgeable about pet cemeteries. So right. that is not. So the the state goes through him and pan back, and it's the mom. She's back to life. And by the way, in the book, they don't come back that fast. That was literally a minute <laughs> that she was buried. In the book, I think it's like days. Like it's like a day. Right. Or like it's it's not. Bam. So you know, but whatever. So I'm trying to remember. Now, so the because the the little girl got into the fight with the father, and she knocked him out. 
I can't remember. Can't remember either. But then she must have because she got away. But she dragged the mother. But how did the father end up in this? Did the father go? He knew that that's where she was taking him. Right. So he must have. Wow, I don't remember. He must have woke up and ran to the cemetery. Yeah. They didn't really show that part. All of a sudden, he appeared at the cemetery. Oh, that's why I don't. Okay. That makes sense. I think he probably came to and realized that's where she's taking. Right. That's why I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Because didn't he wake up and she was gone? They were gone and she saw like the, the mud tracks. Yeah. 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 So he kind of knew that's where she was taking. Right. So then, long story short, so then the dad dies and then. They bury him, apparently, because you don't really see that part. Um, And then he comes back to life immediately, which was annoying. And then, (laughs) so how it ends, huge spoiler, is the three of the, well, the house they set on fire, which was in the movie to evidence, but Mm -hmm. not quite sure what they were setting on fire, because maybe the old man's house, I'm thinking. No, Why would they set their own house on fire? Well, there was blood and stuff all over Oh, the no, they would set their own house on fire because they would want people to think that they're dead. So right. maybe they can, okay. Right. But anyway, the three of them, the mom, dad, and the little girl, come walking creepily down. The dad's got the oil can. And they approach the car that has Gage in it, the little boy. Mm-hmm. And they all surround the car. And then the cat jumps on the car. What a name. <laughs> the cat jumps on the car um, and looks in. And that's how the movie ends. Right. So they're taking out the kid too. Yeah. So far off. But you don't, and then you don't know what happens after that. <laughs> Do they go on a family trip out, you know, killing people or who knows? But yeah, so. But I think it's an interesting ending. It is, yeah. I kind of liked it. But I also kind of like the original Stephen King ending where well, he has nothing. He's kind of going crazy, buries his wife, and his wife just comes in and just puts her hand on his shoulder. And right. I can see that being me too. But again, as I have never read or seen the original, I didn't know about that. Well, you had told me. About it. So the ending didn't really do change. The ending to me wasn't didn't changing. So I was but but you having knowing the original ending, you were still okay with this one. I liked the end. I just um. I liked the ending. I just, it was way different. Mm. I was shocked at how different they made the ending of it. Right, yeah. Like, I was not expecting just, like, a family of demon zombie things. (laughs) Like, just, (laughs) because in the end, kind of really, like, everybody kind of dies. Where this, they're kind of living. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of takes out Mm. the baby Gage in the book, who's, like, the demon-possessed one. And he, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I also remember now the movie started with that aerial shot of the woods and then it flew over their house, which was burning. And you're like, whoa, whoa. that was interesting. Did it do that in the original movie? The beginning? Or the book? Yeah. Like the very beginning, it started, It op- the opening credits, it started with like a, an aerial view of the area and then it gets right to their house, which is on fire. And then it shows like, it shows like the car and then it shows a trail of blood to the house. And Oh, yeah. No, they didn't do that. And they never set their own house on fire. It was the old man's house because that's where the carnage was. So anything else you wanted to bring up? Or t- I noticed a couple of times when he commented, oh. Yeah. yeah, just the little nuances that he put, that he had a couple lines. Um, the When there was one part when the he was showing, she was showing the drawings and there was one drawing of the, oh, um, right. yeah. uh, there was like a circle with like a stick body and like, red coming out of the skull and she's like what is this and she's like oh gage drew that and then i knew at that point they were gonna make gage is the one is seeing pascal and they were gonna make him more of the 
conduit kind of uh, instead of her. Okay. okay. So he Gage couldn't really express himself because he's right. only two. Right. right. Uh, oh, and I actually okay. ha- I I know someone that actually um named their child Gage. Oh really? After the character in the Stephen King book because she <laughs> liked the book so much she named her son You're Gage. Named after a murderous little kid. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> uh, see I totally missed all. That makes sense. So, I guess we can wrap it up here. Um where would you put this film? Where would you rank it among the original film and the book? Better than the original. I don't think anything's as good as the book. It never, it's kind of an unfair comparison. Yeah, because you can just do, I mean, to do a Stephen King book, it Mm. would be like 20 hours. Like (laughs) he he just, he writes and he writes and he writes and he writes and writes. So um, like it is just like. Yeah, it's huge. It's just, yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. So obviously the book comes first as the best. Yes. You enjoyed the book. Then you would put this new movie and then the original. I thought they did a really good job of adapting his book. Again, it's not a screen, it's not, you know, word for word his book. They just took his idea and kind of changed things up a bit mm. to kind of make him creepier. Well, or not creepier, maybe more screen friendly. There's no jump scares in the book. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so if I, I can't do that comparison as I have not read the book or seen the, orig- the original, but at some point I'm going to have to go back and, re- and watch the original, I guess. But, um, so I'll give it a rating out of 10, um, a little bit taken off for the jump scares. Not too many of them though. So not bad. I'm going to give it a solid eight out of 10. I I really enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. I I thought the acting was really good. Everybody was super, really good. Do you know that dad's Australian and has an Australian accent? I would never know that. that. Yeah. He was on the Tonight Show the other night and he had an accent. Australian accent. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, like, because he does know, right? not have an Italian accent in this. Well, um, I hope he doesn't have. An but Italian the little accent. girl, whoever her name is, yeah, just, man, she did creepy. J a j e t e with a little accent. Jete. On the e. It's gotta Jete. be Jete. It must be yeah. Um, Jete. They all did a really, Lawrence. really, really good job. She was amazing. I don't know how old she actually is, but she was amazing. Yeah, she was really good. She kind of creeped me out. And John Lithgow, of course, is yeah, you know he's a legend. Lithgow. So whatever. Of course. You know what's funny though? I I saw him on the Tonight Show or one of the show. I don't know. I watched them all, but he was talking about. Oh, it was on Colbert, and he was talking about uh, Pet Cemetery. You know, because they've all been promoting the movie, and right. he was saying how he hates scary movies, and he saw it with his wife, and they were the only ones in the theater, and he pretty much himself and he was in the movie and he knew the script and he still didn't like the movie so if you like if you don't like scary movies maybe this isn't for you because it, it was i thought it was a little tense and i think if you are if you scare easily in movies then you might get a kick out of this um but the thing he said was he plays his character's name is judd i think yeah and he's like oh, i play judd and and you know it's always fun to play the villain and i when he said that and i hadn't seen this movie yet but i i'm familiar with the story and i was just like is he the villain? I don't think he's the villain. I think his heart was in the right place. He may yeah. have caused some of this, but right. apparently he thought of him as the villain. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I think uh, he was. His heart was in the right place. I mean, I guess. I guess you could say because because he knows what happens. He's, True. He's been through it. He so. could have just not said anything, and none of that would have happened. Right. They would have just buried 
church their cat in the regular pet cemetery and it would have been fine. Movie's over. Movie over. <laughs> Goodbye, billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been a really short book too. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I, well, no, it's Stephen King, so it probably still he could been have long, described the but- <laughs> sky for like four pages, Stephen King. But I wouldn't say he was the villain. I would just say he was he was misguided, and he definitely played a part in the whole thing. Anti-villain? No. No. I, no, not anti-villain. No. I don't know what he was. Yeah, I'm not sure. He was a lonely old man, and he liked this family, and he wanted to. I don't want to say he, he was, didn't want the little girl to be sad because her cat died, but he knew he was a catalyst. But he knew this cat was not going to come back and be the same cat. Right. It wasn't going to be the loving, sleep at the foot of her bed, her right. kind of cat. But he didn't have villainous intentions. No. So he just he just made a really big mistake. <laughs> and I had read, and we'll go back to the, um, I had read in the, in the credits, it said they used four cats. But I had read an article last night that I think I was telling Derek about, or a couple nights ago, that they yeah. used eight cats. Well, they only named four cats, so True. I don't know. But it's amazing because uh, we have two cats, so we're, we're familiar with cats. But um, to find eight, and they used Maine Coon cats, which are big cats, mm. big, furry, beautiful cats. Maine Coon cats can be like 20 pounds. Right, like They're like yeah. bigger than some dogs. Um, and they wanted to keep true to that because it is a Maine Coon cat in the book, but they had to find eight Maine Coon cats with the same coloring that are trained. Now, <laughs> that un- in is- itself is but, absolutely amazing. But also, you said the reason they had to use so many is because they had a, they were all kind of trained in different. Yeah, so things. they had they had a because it's not like a so people think you can't train cats. You can. Cats are very strong willed. And yeah, it's difficult, but you can do they it. They want to do what they want to do. It's not that they don't know what you're telling them to do. They just don't care. So like dogs are more, <laughs> they want to please their owners. They want right. to please their masters. They want that treat where cats don't give a crap. Like they know their name. Our cats know their name. When I call them, sometimes they come. Sometimes they look at me like, nah. Right, Zoe? Yeah, she just looked over, but she's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going over there. So like, what do you want? They had a cat that could hiss on command. They had a right. cat that would jump on command. They had a cat that could growl. They had so they had different cats with different skill sets. And they <laughs> said that the cats they they called the cat they named the cats divas because what would happen <laughs> is the cats before each scene cats need to be comfortable in their environment or right. they're just going to go and hide or they're going to go in the defensive. So they would all the actors in that scene would have to sit quietly and let the cat just sniff around. And not move. And they're like, we're waiting for this freaking cat to go through and then it would be prepared. And then it would just, to get that cat to just like look at you and hiss. Like they had to wait. (laughs) It was a process. So I'm super impressed. But we have one cat. She's super sweet. But man, she can growl and hiss like I've never seen. And I I kept saying to Derek, oh my God, Zoe, Zoe would be so good in this movie. Zoe would be so good at this movie. All I have to do is take the nail clippers out, and she would lose her mind. As soon as she notices Newman sneaking up behind her, she's going to hiss again. Mm-hmm. Turn around. Nope. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, the whole thing, even the cat was good at acting, even though it was eight different cats. It was, you know, the and the cat kind of plays a big role in it. The cat is the, yeah. you know, it's kind of, that's where it all starts. And the cat is always around. It's almost like the 
the, oh, please tell me you guys heard that. She just hissed. I don't know if it picked it up. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I was surprised. Like, I kind of, I thought maybe um, after the girl dies, you didn't see the cat for a few, a little bit. So I was like, oh, are they? Oh, no, they're like teaming up now. And I, I was like, are they going to show the cat again? And uh, sure enough, every time the cat was always there somewhere. Yep. In the, in the movie, in the book, he kills the cat and he kills the kid because he wants it done. Right. But he buries the wife. They didn't kill the cat this time, did they? Nope. They were all alive at the end. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, no, the cat they weren't. On the they car. weren't all yeah. alive. Sure. They were yeah. come back. Yeah. The only that's one that right. was normal was the baby. I totally forgot the cat jumped on the car. Yeah. It's almost like the cat is almost like the leader now. It's, yeah, it kind of almost because it's almost like, like that, that was like the head demon. Yeah, it was the first one. So and now it's like it's taking everybody out. It's taking everybody with it. So the cat plays a big role in the movie. So they yeah. needed a good. Yeah, a good cat. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to say about it? All right, cool. Then I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, overall, I gotta say for a reboot, it was pretty good. I'm satisfied with it. Again, you you're you're more of the expert on it than I am, but no, I thought they did a good job. They did a good job, and I saw where everything was going. Like I said, just the end when the little girl was dragging the mom. That's when. I was like, oh, now it's going off the rails. I don't know where it's going now. I'm completely lost because I don't know how this is going to end. But up until that point, they did. I mean, it's it's different. It's different. But it, said, they did a really good you job. You said you did like the ending. so I did. It was different. Mm. And it's almost that creepy thing of now they're going after the little baby, which is like even, you know. Yeah, that makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. On, anyway. <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you all for listening. Um Thank you for doing the podcast with me, dear. You're welcome. And uh, that'll be it for us. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. 